Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hello, whenever you are listening. And first of all, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to today's episode. And as you see again from the title, today's episode is all about backing yourself. Having that ability to back yourself, to become your own champion and to trust within yourself, within your own capabilities. And for me, in the line of work that I do and the experiences I've had within my own life, I lost that a lot along the way for myself, that ability to back myself. So many situations I come into before I would even get into the situation or before it even start, I'd already be thinking in my own mind of what was going to go wrong, what I was going to mess up, how would I how I was going to be a failure. And I was all coming back to that thing of not backing myself. And ultimately, where that stems from within us all is when we lose that ability to back ourselves is our ultimate belief we hold about ourselves. They're either good enough or not good enough. And that's the ultimate thing because as we know, beliefs drive everything we do. Absolutely everything. Whatever the belief we hold is the life we create. So that's why today what I'd love to speak about is having that ability to back yourself more. Having that ability to trust yourself more. Having that ability to step into something new, to venture into something new and let go of them stories that you say, I wouldn't be able to do this, I wouldn't be able to do that, I've never done this, I've never done that. And to really start to awaken your own inner potential, your own inner strength, because each and every single one of us has it inside of us already. We just need to allow ourselves to experience that. And that's the first part I'd, I'd love to start speaking about today is the concept of bringing, awakening your own inner champion, bringing out your own inner strength. But before we get into that is what I'd love for us to understand is, okay, well, where does it come from that I ultimately don't feel that sense of confidence, that sense of I can do this, that sense of belief? And ultimately where that comes from is fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of what if this happens. Fear of what if that happens. Fear of being judged by other people. And this is probably one of the biggest ones. And it was such an important lesson in my own life. Because one of the biggest fears I had to challenge through in one of my own li- in my own life was the fear of being judged by other people. And for me, the big lesson in this was when I first started into into the industry, that it, the health and fitness industry, I was a lot focused on the physical element. And then when I got into that industry, over the years, I started to realize that the whole reason why I got into it was to feel better, to feel more confident, to feel more ease, and to start living my life to the best as I could and when I was doing all that physical work yes I was strong yes I was fit yes I looked strong in the external but I never felt any inner peace I never felt any inner freedom I felt like I was trapped and consumed 
by so many different things and when i then started to look at areas such as psychology neuroscience quantum physics yoga psychology uh, all these different areas my whole world just opened up and i started to understand and realize what it really was about to live life to the best of its own capabilities which is a lot what i teach my own clients and teach companies that i work with now but within that is when i first then started to change my own methods of of how i used to coach my own clients it was completely different so the old dan would have just brought someone into a gym setting did a physical session looked at their food on a physical level talked maybe a little bit what was going on in their life nothing really deep or major and that was probably pretty much it to be honest now when i was breaking in if you want to call it a new dan the more awakened dan the more the more connected dan to who he actually was and what he actually believed in then i started to talk do meditation then i started to do breath work then i started to talk about belief systems then i started talking about challenge your own inner thoughts and we started to talk about all these different areas while combining the physical exercise together so the reason why i'm giving this background now is when i started then to transition into this new thing first here a lot of the people i worked with were still the same people i had at the very start in the very beginning so this new awakened sense dan was ready to come alive and share with the world his new wisdom is new knowledge but the old the old dan was creeping back that felt fearful that felt nervous that felt worried why he felt nervous he felt fearful he felt worried because he thought people were going to judge him what what he was trying to say what he was trying to bring in thinking oh why are you doing this you've never done this before why would you this is a load of shit this is a load of whatever this where's this come from this is crazy this is mad you don't know what you're talking about these are all the stories i was creating in my own mind and i'll never forget one session that i done so it was we had a bit of a break for a while from sessions and i was coming back in and i said to myself okay this is the moment this is the time this is now where i'm going to commit to it i'm going to start bringing in my own beliefs i'm going to start showing off my own self i'm going to start honoring what i believe in and not worrying about what other people are going to say if people are going to judge me if people are not going to believe what i believe in they can do that but i trust in myself enough i know myself enough and i have faith enough that everything is happening exactly as it's meant to be so i brought in this new <laughs> awakened sense into me and I remember coming into the sessions, okay, this is a session, this is where I'm going to start bringing in meditation, this is where we're going to start changing absolutely everything. And I built myself up for it all day, stepped into the room, stepped in to do the session, and then instantly the thoughts were coming back in. Oh, don't say this, Dan. That person's going to think you're gone mad. Oh, don't do that, Dan. That person's going to think that's a bit too extreme. Oh, don't do that then they're going to think you're gone mad they're going to think this you won't fit in and all these thoughts were, were jumping in my head but i had the ability in that moment to say back yourself trust in yourself back yourself 
trust in fate, not in fear. So I remember in that one, in that moment and in that time that I was looking around the room and I was thinking, okay, these two people are definitely going to think this is a load of crap. This is a load of rubbish. He's not, what is he talking about? But I said, you know what? I'm going to speak about it anyway because of what I love in. It's what I love and it's what I believe in. So I did it anyway. Did a really powerful meditation, a really powerful session. And then at the end of the session, I said, right, I'm going to go up to this person who I picked out at the start of the session, who I thought would say, this was a load of this, this was a load of that. And I said, I'm going to ask them what they believe. And I and bet you they're going to say that was a load of rubbish. So I went up, really nervous, really anxious. And I the, the voice just shivers out in front of me saying, uh, 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 how did how, you find that anyway? And uh, the person then just turns around and looks at me with a slight pause and a really shocked face. I was like, oh, here we go. Here's She's going to believe now she's going to confirm all these stories that i'm gone mad that i'm useless that this doesn't work this is this and this is that and she just turned around and she looked at me and she said dan that was incredible that was amazing god if only you had have done this earlier this would have been unbelievable and i was like oh my god so for the whole time in my own mind, I built up this inner story that I thought that that other person was going to judge on what I believed in. And it turned out there was no truth or no meaning to it whatsoever. I had built this own story, I built this own belief based on no evidence whatsoever. And I think that's the one of the biggest fears that we have in life, is the fear of what other people are going to think about us if we step into something new, if we step into something different. And a great quote within that is, we never fear the unknown. We only fear what we project into the unknown. And it's so true. We never have a fear of anything unknown. Why? Because it's unknown. The only thing we can fear is what we choose to channel into that unknown, creating outcomes what if it goes wrong what if i fail what if the person's going to judge me what if i'm not going to fit in and this is one of the biggest fears we have that holds us back from stepping into that thing that we dream of that we want to do that we want to live by and for me in that moment in time is one of the biggest lessons i was taught was to let go of the expectation and let go of judgment because we all have it especially if it's something we want to break into a new space, a new job, a, a new way of thinking, a new way of living, a new uh, a new connection, whatever it is, we all can face these inner stories that look at the, the worst case scenario, the worst thing that'll happen. And that's where we have to trust ourselves and ultimately ask that question, well, what is it I believe in? What is it I want to honor? And if I was to honor the best version of me today, what would I do and what would I not do? That's such a powerful question. If I was to honor my best self today, what would I do and what would I not do? 
So the best version of me in that situation would have let go of all the inner stories and all the inner inner thoughts I was creating around something that had no meaning and wasn't even true. And the other part of that then was to honour my best self. Well, I would have just done it. Why? Because it's something that I believe in. I've seen a difference in my life and I'm not going to let other people dictate what I should or shouldn't do with my own life. And it was a really powerful story. And there's another story I'd love to share now as well that was the real awakening moment in my own life as well. So when I went to school and when I was in secondary school, I never taught really anything of myself. So what do I mean by that? I never really thought I'd go far in life. I never thought I'd really achieve anything. I thought I would have left secondary school, got a cushy small little job, scraping by paycheck to paycheck, and not really doing anything with my life or making any impact. And this was always a belief I held about what I was going to achieve. And that ultimately came from me comparing myself to other people who had gone before me and achieved much, much more. And that wasn't anyone else's fault or anyone else's problem. This was a belief I held about myself. So I always held this belief about myself in school. And I remember I had this one teacher in school and I always thought that she was the one especially who taught what I believed in as well. She taught that I wasn't good enough, I was a messer, I was useless, I wasn't going to do anything and that he'll scrape by and he'll do nothing with his life. And that's what I thought that teacher believed about me as well. Now he, she had never said it to me. She'd never really show me that much stuff yes she might have been hard me a little bit at times but sure she had to be hard me because I was a bit of a messer as well but that was ultimately the belief I had about myself and when I went to college and when I started up left college then and started up the, my own business and a year in I was contacted by the school that I was in and a few of them were messing me over while saying, God, you're doing incredible things. It's amazing to see what you're doing. I was like, jeez, that's fairly strange. And I got contacted by the school, and it was one of a big moment in my own life to come back and to give a talk. And it was something I was really honored about and still am, of course, to this day, extremely grateful for that opportunity. But I was asked to come back and give a talk. And when I was asked, of course, I absolutely said yes. And after I finished up the call I remember hanging up the phone and thinking God I wonder if that you know the word is still in the school teaching God I wonder what she's going to think if she sees me walk in the door so I came back to the school it was on the day that I was doing the talk came back to the school a little bit nervous and then I came in walked in the doors and again, having even driving on the way to school, and as I pull up outside, it brought back some of that. Then again, thinking, oh God, I wonder if that one's still in the school and what's she going to say if she sees me. So I walk in the front gates, walk in the front door, and who's the first person I see in the hallway? That teacher. That teacher who I always taught she believed that I would do nothing, I was useless, I was a failure, I was this, I was that. 
and <laughs> she was the first person I seen in the hallway. So I walk up to her anyway, and here's me smiling, chuffed about to break her own belief that she always held about me. I was like, this, you know the word again. I'm going to prove her wrong here now. So I walk up to her, a big smile on my face, chuffed, grinning, thinking, me thinking that she thought and she was thinking in her mind when she saw me, what's this gobshite doing back in the school? So I walk up to her and I was like, oh, well, how's it going? How are you? She's like, oh, Dan, great to see you back. I was thinking, it is and it's, you know what, again. And then she's like, Jesus, it's great to see you back. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, do you know what? I've been seeing your bit of work you've been doing over the last way. I was like, all right, here she is. She's going to judge me saying this or that. It's really great to see you doing such great work. I was like, oh, thanks a million. Bit of a shock. First shock comes. And then this was probably, again, another huge lesson in my own life. So she just stops and then goes to me, Dan, you know what? And I was like, okay, here we go. Here she's going to say now that she always thought when I was in school, when I was in her class, when I was there, that I was always going to do nothing. I was always, I was never going to get anywhere. I was never going to experience anything. And she just said, Dan, do you know what? I said, what? When you're in my class and when you're in this school, I always knew you are going to do incredible things. I always knew you are destined for so much more. And my face and everything just dropped. And I was like, what? <laughs> are you for real? So for 10 plus years, I held this belief about myself. And I held this belief about another person and what I believed they believed about me for 10 years. When it was never true, it was never said, it was something that I came up in my own mind. And yet the person taught the absolute complete opposite. And in that moment, if to be honest, it probably was one of the best one of the best lessons. There's plenty of them anyway, but one of them up there that just taught me on that thing of how at times in our life we can create this belief, we can create this this persona, this perception of, of ourselves, of what we're capable of, when, s- in it, when it's a negative one, so many times it's not true. And it's absolutely not true. Because each and every single one of us is destined for whatever we want to do, whatever we want to be. And as I said earlier, the outcome of our life will be held in our internal beliefs. So what we believe is the life we will live. And because I held that belief about myself for so long, I struggled and I found it so hard in situations where I had to perform or not even had to perform. But maybe if it was a day where, like, for example, a football game in a football game, I'd always hold so much fear in case, okay, what if I do this wrong? What if I mess up? What if I lose the ball? What if I do this? Or then... When it came to exam, I'd always say, what if I fail? What if I do this? What if I do that? When it came to setting up the business, so much internal fear. And for a lot of the period of my own life, I held on to so much internal fear. Fear of if things went wrong. Fear of if I messed things up. Fear if people think I'm gone mad. Fear of if I don't fit in. Fear of if I look stupid. Fear of 
if I, I, I can't get by all these internal fears built up for so long and ultimately this was created and this was shaped by no one else but me no one said it to me and even if someone did say it to me it doesn't mean I have to accept it doesn't mean it's true but I was the one who created this about myself and it led me so many challenges in my own life when I look at it now it's it's a challenge that I'm extremely grateful for because it allows me to experience what it's like on the other side of that now and especially when I talk with companies and work with my clients it allows me to to see in a level where they're at because I was once in them shoes as well feeling so much fear and not backing myself because of the fear that I wasn't good enough holding that belief that I wasn't good enough wasn't good enough to be able to do it wasn't good enough the amount of work I was doing I always was trying to catch up something, always trying to do something, always trying to work harder. And this is one of my biggest frustrations now because I live my life so much like that. I can see so many other people living it like that now as well. Always working on the next, the next task, the next thing, trying to work to the next project, getting to the next project, then to another project, working on this thing and that thing and pushing and striving and working so hard with aggression and fear and placing that all into it so much and they're fueling them themselves on aggression and fear or they're fueling themselves to try and fit in or to try and look like they're successful and it's one of my biggest frustrations now because i've seen how much unease it brought into my own life did i achieve a lot did i do a lot with it yes but did that ultimately bring what i wanted in my own life no if anything, it brought the opposite. And it's one of my biggest frustrations now is how we can push ourselves so much and always feel like we have to be doing something or achieving something rather than just being, rather than just accepting. And I feel at the moment in, in life, this is probably one of the biggest areas where people actually don't just back themselves enough because they're holding clinging on to fear so much fear and that ultimate fear is coming from belief that they don't think they're good enough they don't think they're able enough to do it and that's why in order to change anything you need to look at your own what's the internal belief i hold about myself what's the ultimate belief i believe to be true about myself and if you're someone now who's listened to this and you're thinking this, this sounds like me or this sounds like maybe something they experienced before is the first thing to know okay well where does this come from so ultimately all these fears come from is either two things an experience we had in our own life that allowed us to create a certain belief or else it was passed down through generations so the first thing, again, an experience we had in our own life. So, for example, for me, ultimately, I created a belief about myself that I wasn't smart in school. And where did that come from? So where I now know that came from. So when I went into school, first and secondary school, I took this small little test. And I think it was like a dyslexia test or something like that. 
But basically, I took the test before I went into secondary school and it meant I didn't have to do Irish. So when I had this test, on a subconscious level, at that moment and at that time, I then thought I wasn't smart. Why? Because I've seen all my friends, I've seen all the other people going into all these going into a different class and I wasn't doing Irish I was held back in this other class I had more time to spend on these other things which was a massive advantage and I'm <laughs> extremely grateful for it now I would, ha- I would have liked to do Irish in one way but I would have hated to do it another way but what not what anyone else did or not what that experience did but what I did from that experience I placed a belief about myself that I wasn't smart enough so from that experience that I had in my own life I created a belief from that experience that okay I'm not doing Irish so obviously I'm not smart so then I held on to that belief and it showed up for so much of the rest of my life for 10-15 plus years after that more and, and that's the first place where sometimes when we experience things in life we create a certain belief about it I'm not smart enough. Well, maybe I'm just, I'm better at something else, which now I know, of course I am. Or for example, someone who goes swimming for the first time. And when they start off swimming first, it's it's scary, it's fearful, it's tough, and it's challenging. And when they're in the water, they, they could be looking around thinking, God, how's that person swimming? And especially for someone who's only starting swimming at about 30 years old. They're seeing these kids who are like 10 years old and they're swimming no problem at all. And they're looking at themselves at 30 years old thinking, I can't swim. I'm never going to be able to swim. I'm never going to be good enough. They could create that belief or they could look at it saying, well, it's just something I'm not good good at yet. And they could look at the person who's 10 years old swimming no problem up and down. Well, they've probably known that the last six years. So we create beliefs about ourselves from experience. And the second part then is, is passed down so we know trauma can carry through in many forms in many ways so within life is we if in our own family or in our own generation we could have certain beliefs certain traits certain behaviors passed down through generations and there's a great term they use in yoga psychology called the body remembers the score and what this basically means is when we experience whether it's a trauma whether it's a challenge whether it's whatever it is at all our body on a physiological level can hold on to that and then we can actually pass that down through the next generation unless we heal it and repair it and again a great quote from Miriam Hussey that's been said before is what we don't repair we repeat and that's why sometimes we're in life if we have certain beliefs or traits it can be passed down but just because it's passed down to us doesn't mean that's the person we we choose to become each and every single one of us has the ability to think the way we want live the way we want and do what we want we all have that choice and in a way when i look at that now is we can actually use this as a strength rather than a challenge why because when we're aware of it and when we know it we can catch ourselves in the moment and challenge that response so again if i am someone who whether it's i've been in trauma has been passed down through life and that trauma is a fear of failure that when i now want to set into a new challenge let's say okay i'm going to sign up for this race 
and instantly when I sign up, I'm panicking, I'm fearful. If I'm aware enough in that moment, I can say, okay, this sense of fear then is coming from the fear of me failing at it. And I know this fear is coming from X place or X position. So then I know that that's just coming from there, but there's no truth, there's no meaning behind this. So then I can step into that and just do the race. And when I do the race and when I achieve it, now is where the real magic happens. Because now, on the neurological level within the brain, I've now changed the neurocircuitry of the brain completely. Because the neurocircuitry used to be fired and wired. So we know sheets of myelin wrap around these neural pathways which make them really strong in the brain. So that's how from the way we think, the way we act, the way we feel, a lot of it is to do with pathways in the brain. So now with that pathway that was very strong, and it was very strong for me being fear of failing at things in life, now that I've challenged that because I've done the race, I've completed I've done it, now I'm starting to change, change the neural pathway, and I'm now creating another pathway which is starting to become stronger, and that's a, that's a, a pathway of belief, of strength, of courage. And that's why the most important thing we do in anything in life is just simply doing it. Because knowing and not doing is the same as not knowing. So when we step into that, we change the pathways, which then we can then change them two things I spoke about earlier. Either the trauma that's been passed down through our life or the experience that happened before. So then for me, thinking I wasn't smart enough, when I then decided in college that I was going to leave college and start up my own business a lot of that fear is met with again I don't know if I'd be able to do it I'm not smart enough I wasn't any good at maths I just got a d3 at only level maths I scraped by it I wouldn't be able to set up a business I've never studied business I wouldn't be able to do it how could I do something like that someone like me not a chance not like me and I was thinking so little-minded and thinking so much in fear why because ultimately that was coming back from the belief that I held about myself I wasn't good enough and I wasn't smart enough. So when I made that step and I didn't return to college and I was in the business there, I had, I overcame that story. I overcame that inner battle of thinking, I couldn't do this. I'm not good enough. I wouldn't be able. And then when I did that, same thing again. I changed the neurocircuitry in the brain, which then allowed me to live and bring in more confidence and belief about myself and my own capabilities. And for me now it's not something that is completely gone and i think that's an important point to even touch on now is within us all it's never going to be something that's going to be fully gone so even now in my own life i still struggle at times with a a sense of fear a fear i wouldn't be able to do that i'm not good enough and this shows up quite a bit at times but the powerful thing now is the inner voice still comes up, but the inner action isn't created. Why? Because when I hear this inner story, and that's why self-awareness is one of the most important tools we have in life, is I can I have that self-awareness, I have that ability to say to myself, I'm not listening to you. I no longer need you in my life. I release you, I let you go. And I'm not going to listen to you, but what I am going to listen to is that I am good enough. I am able enough. I am strong enough. I've done this before and I will do it many times again. And that's why even affirmations are so powerful to do 
within the morning because they allow us to change our inner stories and our inner beliefs. So that's, I think, some really important points on why sometimes we lose that ability to back ourselves. And it shows up in many different ways. And I think touching on them two ways that it is caused that we lose the ability to back ourselves are the main ways. And then how do we change that, which is the most powerful thing to do and the most powerful thing to know. And it seems like a really straightforward process, but it is probably one of the most challenging things you do but I can tell you now it's one of the most rewarding things you'll ever do for yourself and in my own belief the best way to challenge it is a few things so the first thing to do is step into faith and let go of fear and how do we do this on a practical level so if I have a lot of fear again coming back to that race again I've never ran a marathon I'm feeling a lot of fear. I wouldn't be able to do this. I'm not good enough. I'm not able enough. So do you know what? I'm going to sign myself up to it. I'm just going to do it. And that's something I've done before as well. So when I ran, sorry, not ran, did my first adventure race to Gale Force up in Donegal. It was brutal. It was about 75 or 80 kilometers in around there race. And I hadn't ran, <laughs> hadn't ran past 5K before this. And I hadn't cycled my bike in about six, seven years. But yet I was going running up and down mountain, mountain, cycling up these horrendous roads, climbing up hills and then climbing Mount Aragal and then get into a kayak. Great fun and great crack now, I must say, uh, looking back at it now. But when I signed up to initially, there was so much fear, but I knew I, ha- I was going to commit to it because I knew when I did that, I would allow myself to change inner stories once I passed that line. And it was such an, an emotional and incredible experience finishing and completing that race so i think that's the first one the second one then i feel is meditation is probably one of the most powerful ways to do this and a meditation that allows you to change them inner stories so meditation is powerful why because it allows our brain waves to slow down so then we bring ourselves into more consciousness so we can change something that we're not aware of so if i'm not aware of that i hold on to a lot of fear well i can't change that but what I have to do is start allow myself to slow down, to bring my gaze, to bring my focus within and slow down my brain waves, which then allows me to come aware of what I'm ultimately thinking about on a subconscious level. Because we have conscious, which is things we're aware of, and then we have subconscious programs, which are a lot of the time our own beliefs, our own behaviors and actions, our own feelings that have been driven by programs that we're not aware of. Why? Because the brain has made them so powerful and so strong over time that it, it, it just does it automatically. Like waking up in the morning, brushing your teeth, that's a subconscious program. You just do it automatically. Hopefully that is. <laughs> but coming back to the point there is when we get into meditation, we slow down the brain waves, which then allows us to become aware of these thoughts, aware of these certain beliefs, and then through the power of our our words we feed ourselves through the power of affirmations through the power of even looking at ourselves in the mirror we can then begin to change that and at the start it is extremely extremely hard why because you want to fidget your body you want to move your your brain your mind keeps going in different places thinking about what i did yesterday what i did next day because 
in a way it doesn't want to go there why because it's tough and it's challenging and you have to remember again your brain is built for survival not to thrive it's not it's not built to thrive it's just built to survive so when we start this first there's a lot of at times we can be met with resistance i don't want to do this i shouldn't do this this is tough this is challenging and what we have to do is let go of the resistance and that's why having faith and trust within the unknown is one of the most powerful things you can do because once you trust in it and once you know what's going to come you can let go of that expectation of okay when's this going to happen is it going to happen now is it going to happen next week you can let go of expectation when you're meeting resistance you can let that go because you know to yourself okay well it's going to work i know it's going to happen i know it's going to change so i'm just going to be as i am without any judgment without any frustration without any attachments and without any expectations i'm just going to be compassionate enough to myself just to be as i am in that moment and doing that every single morning as soon as you wake up because the brain is ready to absorb and 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 take on information and if we get back into the old programs by again brushing our teeth checking the phone in the morning rushing around to get a coffee we're going back into these old programs that can be conscious or subconscious again which are ultimately dictating how we live think and feel so that's why doing the first thing in the morning is such a powerful way to do it and i think they're the two main re methods of changing how we can back ourselves more and then overall with that is that awareness again awareness of when i'm in these situations when i'm in these times of what's the ultimate inner thoughts going on right now am i saying to myself i can do this i can't do this i believe myself i don't believe myself she's doing better than me i'm not doing good enough what's the ultimate thoughts we're saying in that moment and when we become aware of it again what we know we can change what we don't know we can't change so when we're aware of it we can challenge ourselves to say i'm good enough i don't care what that person's doing i'm doing what i'm going to do this is something i believe in i trust myself enough i'm going to back myself enough and i'm going to dare to live the life i dream of and when we can start to say this to ourselves and speak these inner words incredible things to happen and it's a great quote even that i i heard before i came on to this that speaks about earlier on like i mentioned with them subconscious programs so the reason why we live in so much fear or live by not backing ourselves so much because we're stuck and consumed by these subconscious programs and the quote says no amount of security is worth the suffering of a life changed to a chained to a routine that has killed your dreams so again no amount of security is worth the suffering of a life chained to a routine that has killed your dreams and it was an amazing quote that is so true and the the routine that you can be chained to is the routine that you've been doing over and over and over your whole life that's driving them beliefs and no and yes it's hard and yes it's challenging to do that work and in a way you have security by living the life that you still do you know what's going to happen you know what you're able to do you're in control of it but you're still suffering to the life that you dream of 
you're still being suffered to them chains you're still being attached to them chains and a great question to do is what would it take for me to break free from the chains what would it take for me to let go of the chains and what would it take for me to start living the life i dream of that's an amazing way to look at it so thank you for listening to today's episode i know that was quite a deep episode but it's something that i'm really passionate about and it's something i'm doing a lot of work on at the moment is is developing programs up around this area that i'm hoping to launch in the new year come january so i've put it out there into the universe i've said it all ye so you have to make sure and hold me accountable to it because sometimes i say this stuff and i do forget about a time so when i have people good people like yourselves listen you can hold me accountable so make sure you message me after and say i can't wait for the program that because that means i'm going to have to really give myself a good kick up the arse to get it done so uh thanks again for listening but again like i said it's an area that i'm really passionate about i i really feel my own self come alive and speak about it because as i said i've lived it i've experienced it and since i'm on the other side of it the freedom and the peace you live in life is is invaluable so thank you again for listening hope to speak to you soon hope to get chatting to you soon and i will chat to you then thanks so much